The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. Hi everyone and welcome to Being Bumo. This is Sarah and unfortunately my co-host Chriselle is not here today. She is traveling for fashion month. So I'm staring at a blank chair missing her, my beautiful co-host and her just radiant face that I get to stare at on Tuesdays. But she will be back next week and we will have our usual chatter. Um, I hope you're not too disappointed that it's just me today. Um, I'm feeling a little nervous because this is my first ever solo episode. So if there's a lot of weird, <laughs> nervous laughter like that, please bear with me. I'm pretty nervous, but also excited to speak directly to you, our listener, our support system. And when thinking about what topic to think about and what's going on in our life, I thought I'd talk about boys, raising my son, raising boys in general in this day and age. Um, I think it looks very different from the way maybe our husbands or um, brothers and dads were raised. And I think it's maybe a little bit of uncharted territory. And it's also what makes me excited. Generally, most things apply to boys and girls the same way we care for them and talk to them and discipline them and just raise them with empathy and love. But I do think there's specific things that I've learned that are specific to raising a boy. And so if you have a boy, I'm sure all of this is very familiar to you. And if you don't have a son, I hope that this gives you a little bit of insight as, as to their development because it is different from girls. And so this is why I wanted to bring this topic forward. So let me take you guys back to the moment that I found out I was pregnant. I went to my honeymoon in May, found out, missed my period in June, did the test at home, found out I was pregnant immediately, just assumed I was having a daughter. And even after the doctor told us that we were having a boy, I kept thinking, I don't think she knows. I just, I kept doubting and I just didn't want to accept it. I was in denial. And I looked at my husband and thought, is she qualified to be a doctor? Because she's wrong. And just, I don't know, it just took me a moment. And I think a lot of it had to do with, I just felt really unprepared because I'm surrounded by girls. I'm very close to my mom and my sister. I'm close to my dad too, but I just have always been around women my whole life. And I just assume I would have two daughters like my mom. And so that came with a shock and a lot of denial. And, you know, anyway, so he was born as expected. There was, he just was like the embodiment of boy energy, just throwing, kicking, climbing loud. There was, there were, there was a year of my son's life, I think year two to three, that he would just scream at the top of his lungs all day for no reason and just thought that was lovely and just screamed at the restaurant, at the house, at the friend's house and just was his way to communicate. He wasn't crying. He was just screaming. And that was really him trying to develop, I think, his speaking. And again, just like, and I knew it. I was like, look, indeed, this is boy energy and kind of what I was resistant to, just the constant loudness and the constant physicality and energy and active kind of behavior. 
And indeed, that was my son. And he wanted to throw everything and crawl on everything. And it was just exhausting. And I think maybe around year two or no, before two, like when they start to go from belly, from back, I'm sorry, to belly. And then they discover their arms and they start to push themselves forward with their arms. I think they call it the army crawl. Once he discovered that, you guys, it was over. Like, I don't think I sat down for two years because he wanted to get into everything. He would get under the table, under the benches, everywhere in the supermarket. Sometimes, I mean, he wouldn't sit still in the cart. So sometimes I would have to put him down for just a few minutes so I could get stuff done. I'm sure if you have a boy, you could relate to some of that. And... Actually, but then actually something, something changed when he was four or five, he kind of calmed down. I don't know if it was because he felt like physically he had developed everything he needed to and crawled everywhere enough and ran everywhere that he needed to. But actually when he turned four or five, he started to sit and play with Legos and play with a marble run that we had gotten him and wanted to read his book quietly. So actually he, there was a bit of a transition with him where he went from being really physically physical and loud to a more calm and he would sit and he would just do things like uh, like again like small um what is it called like motor skills like fine motor skill things and he would sit and do them um so that was wonderful and I just wanted to share kind of the trajectory of like his development and now at 11 he does both when he can be outside and throw the ball and be very physical he does do that and he's just sweating all day and then when he needs to sit and read or do something more quiet he can also do that which is so lovely and I think really for me seeing all of this and seeing his development has really given me a sense that boys have both and really it's a matter it's more about what we as parents are nurturing that I think is what really is going to you know, become like a bigger part of the personality. But at least for us, I see both, right? And really thinking back, when I think about like why I felt so uneasy when I was told that I was going to have a son, I think it came because I have a lot of negative associations with, with boys and men, right? Like I just, boys are loud and they care about being fast and if their cars are fast and they care about like... I don't know, things like, like, like boy things like farts and, and just, again, like just who has muscles and, you know, who, like, I don't know, they're always like competing in that way. And they, they don't want to talk. They don't, they don't talk about their emotions. They don't show their emotions. They don't, they don't talk about their feelings or how, or what they really want. They always have to show by physicality. Right. So those were some of the things that I don't love. And I mean, even deeper than that, just in general, I think, boys just, I had this concept, like boys are kind of womanizers and they're generally misbehaved. And so again, I think I just actually had a lot of that in my heart and I didn't really, I don't know. I just felt like that's not really what I wanted to do, but I also didn't know that there was an alternative. I thought like, that's the, that's how you raise boys to be these like very masculine macho people. Cause that's what's accepted and that's what's desirable. But I knew in my heart, I was like, I don't know. I don't really love that. And I think that's really what was triggering when I first found out that I was having a boy. But let me tell you that that's not really the case, at least not for us. And I think for most of you guys are not. And so it's just been such a lovely surprise to see that they can be tough and they can also be sensitive and really vulnerable. And let me give you an example, because just this month, we had two completely different conversations with my son. 
Just a few weeks ago, he came back from basketball and said, you know, this boy was kind of shoving me around and trash talking. And at that moment, he didn't know that it was called trash talking, but he was insulting me and just like really putting me down, you know, in the court. And so, you know, my husband and I had to sit with him and go through what is trash talk? How do we use it? When do we use it? And what does it look like? So we sat with him and went through a few lines for him to have and memorize so that he can use them, you know, when he's playing basketball or other sports, especially, you know, if other boys are doing that. And obviously it's part of the game and it's part of messing up the other person's game. And we definitely want to give him those tools. But again, it is a little, it's aggressive and the words are harsh and it's insulting. And, you know, it's just something that we want to arm him with, you know, now that he's playing sports at a more competitive level. And then just the week after, you know, he's like, mom, what do you want for your birthday? It was my birthday last week. And he's, and I just said, I just want you to write me a letter about any thoughts that you have about mom. And his letter was so sweet and thoughtful. And he made a list of all the things he loves about me and why he loves them and how it makes him feel. And again, just the whole concept that I was worried about that I was going to raise a boy who can't express his emotion or be vulnerable and just really feeling so at ease that that's just not the type of boy we're raising. And so I felt comforted by that and really happy and then excited. And this was also part of why I wanted to share with you guys some of the things I've observed the past few years as I'm raising my boy. When my son was four years old, a good friend of mine, her name is Emily, suggested I watch a documentary and it's called The Mask We Live In. And the documentary just blew me away. I really highly recommend that you watch it if you have a boy, definitely watch it. Even if you don't have a boy, watch it because again, it gives you a sense of developmentally what boys are going to. And I actually think it's really important actually for girl moms to have a huge sense of what boys go through because developmentally they're very different and to have more empathy for boys. Because sometimes if you only have girls, you kind of don't get it. I honestly don't think I would have gotten it if I didn't have a boy, because I am so wrapped up in girl world and girl energy. So I really recommend all parents to watch The Mask We Live In, because as a girl mom, it will give you so much more empathy and understanding into like the psyche of boys. Um, the documentary explains this whole concept of toxic masculinity. And I don't even, I didn't even know that's what it was called, what I had in my head. And that was a lot of the fear that came and all of the concerns that I had when I found out that I had a boy It was around this toxic masculinity, right? Like they need to be tough. That's what it means to be a man, that they need to use their fists to like show that they are capable and to earn respect. It comes from this like physical thing, right? And this like toughness. And there is that. And I'm not not negating that those things are important and they have a place for that. Like I get it. Like we want, we want to raise boys that can protect themselves and protect their families and their, and people around them. But I just hated that that was all I was seeing, right? Like that wasn't a complete picture, but really the, the documentary reveals how boys are really in need of intimacy and connection and want to have spaces where they can talk their feelings out and really explores that and gives us a lot of resources and authors and leaders talk about this subject. So really highly recommend it. It's better if you guys watch it than hear it from me. So, you know, take some time to do that. I absolutely learned so much from it. I think where I am now, 
with my kid who is 11 is we're about to hit that pre-puberty stage and oh lord oh lord oh lord I I don't even know what is coming um I don't know. I feel like a lot of the conversations that are going to come in the next few years are going to be hard conversations. I mean, puberty, consent, right? Like now after the Me Too movement and rightly so, boys being really accountable for their behavior and choices, um, things that we're just not accepting. The whole concept around equality, you know, I, I can't wait to have a conversation with him. I mean, pornography that's coming, the fact that it's just readily available, in their phone. I mean, that's, I think, a tough conversation to have with your kid. But I think we're going to have to have these conversations as he's hitting that kind of teenage age, you know, if you have a kid that is in that middle school, high school <laughs> age group, please um, send send some comforting words your way, please. And I think really my greatest desire is that I can start to establish open communication with my kid now. Like I said, since I've already seen the past 10 years that they are completely capable of having open conversations and be vulnerable and expressing their feelings because they already are capable of doing that, nurturing that a lot as much as possible and hopefully establishing a foundation so that when they're older and they're having these really scary moments and, and, you know, they're facing things that they're confused about that they can talk to mom or dad or a caretaker that has already established open communication with them so that they have a safe place. I really think that's what I'm looking forward to as he approaches teenage, you know, his teenage years. And I'm so comforted to know that we live in a time where we can raise our boys this way, right? Like, I feel like I can't imagine raising a boy where like all of the conversation is always about you need to be tough, you need to be tough, you need to be tough, right? And that is that is what's going to earn your respect. And that is what the documentary talks about wearing that mask, right? But I'm so grateful and comforted to know that in this generation, we can raise our boys where we can say, yeah, being tough is important in that more traditional way. But we can also say, but hey, if you make a mistake and you screw up, own it, say sorry, apologize, you know, whatever it needs to take to make it right. And we can also have that conversation. We should have always been having that conversation, but I think we weren't. So I'm glad that we can do that now. And I encourage you to to think about that as you're raising your kids and your, you know, especially your boys. Meryl is celebrating International Women's Day throughout the entire month of March by encouraging women to get outside. Fresh air and movement can be self-care in its most pure form. Meryl wants every woman to show some self-love this month by spending their me time outdoors. Meryl has a wide selection of shoes perfect for this, including our favorites, the Antora, the Bravada, and the Siren Edge. These styles are perfect for celebrating International Women's Month as all three were designed with the unique shape of a woman's foot in mind. All three hiking shoes are made as sneakers as well, so the transition from street to the trail is seamless. Whether you walk, run, or hit the trails, Meryl is here to celebrate you this month by focusing on how less can be more simply by getting outside. In the spirit of celebrating women worldwide, we also heard a little rumor that Meryl is launching an awesome hike club later this season to show how women take it to the trails. We can't wait to learn more and are keeping our eyes on Meryl.com while also shopping for our outdoor gear there. Hello, beautiful people. It's Renee Blewett, and I am your host for the She Did That podcast. Have you ever wondered how your favorite women founders are building these beautiful brands and legacies? Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, already on your journey, or just someone who wants to learn from the best to ever do it, this is the podcast for you. Every week, I'll introduce you to powerhouse entrepreneurs, creatives, and innovators 
who are carving their own paths with love, resilience, and bold ambitions. Be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss a thing. A few days ago, I asked on my Instagram for you guys for this wonderful community to to share with me your thoughts uh, on raising your boys and some of the things that you've learned, what has been the greatest challenge and what has been the most surprising thing about raising boys. So I will end the episode a little bit later reading some of those responses because they really confirmed so much of what I'm feeling and just validated how I'm raising my kid. And also I think they are wonderful to share because just to, they add to the larger conversation of um, what it means to raise a boy um, today. So I will read those at the end, but I wanted to share with you my answer. So the greatest surprise has been to know that boys come fully equipped with vulnerability and sensitivity and confusion. Plus they do have this like physicality and this like desire to use their body to assert themselves. I'm just so surprised to see that they have the range to cover both. And really for me, the challenge is to nurture both the best I can and to also raise a boy who knows that, you know, what's within him. And like for me, especially in our house, we do raise our kids in like a faith culture. And so to know that he can be so grounded in his faith. So those are the things that I found so surprising. And also what is challenging for me is to be intentional in nurturing his whole self and really giving value to his whole self. Okay, let me read some of the responses that I got from you guys. Somebody said, the challenge, the greatest challenge has been getting them to open up, to talk about their feelings and thoughts. My oldest is 16 and my baby is 12, but they love their mom. Oh, that's another thing that I kept thinking about, like why I didn't want a boy was because there's this whole concept that you raise this boy and you give them all your love and all your everything that you have and then they leave for their wife, which, you know, I mean, obviously that's what's supposed to happen in many ways, but I, you know, I think that was part of like, why I was like, oh boys. Okay. So this lovely mom said, being a boy mom is seriously the greatest gift. And I fully agree. It is such a joy and so much fun. People's perceptions are that moms have fun with their daughters. And of course they do, but honestly, mom's son time is equally fun, special and meaningful. I love having conversations, sharing laughs and just sharing all the things, even the minor things that happen in the day. And I completely agree when like my son shares, like even small details at school, I feel like we've had such a productive conversation. My son is sweet. This person says he's kind and gentle. And I agree. She said, I'm already starting to see boys in his peer group trash talking to each other, which is what we talked about earlier. I'm told, quote, this is how boys are. This is what boys do. It's hard. It's painful to see this and it's painful to go through this. But I think this mom is also acknowledging that. This one was really sweet. She said, something that was so surprising is how easy, joyful and loving it has been to raise boys. And I feel the same way. And maybe this is common knowledge for you if you're listening, but this is relatively surprising information to me because that's not how I went into it. Let me see. Let me read one more for you guys. This one I thought was really interesting and something to think about. Old, my older boys have aged out of sports as teens, so it's hard to know how to keep them active and engaged physically when there's no place to just play and compete for fun. So she's working on this constantly, but it's been a real challenge, which I guess, yeah, I mean, I that's something that I'm going to have to think about in the future too. Um, somebody said, many friends are obsessed with gaming, right? Another thing that 
I think a lot of boy moms worry about. We have to try to keep a lid on gaming as we have seen how it zombifies our sons, but it's tough and they feel left out and they feel left out of the loop. Raising boys is tough and can feel lonely for them if they're not athletes. Oh, I know again, right? Like we really like the athletic boys are though they're the desirable boys, right? So that's something I struggle with all the time and something I try I'm trying to understand as well. I mean, I feel you, mama. I really do. Raising boys is tough and it can be lonely for them if they're not athletes. I just there has to be better alternatives. There really does. Um because we know the alternative and they get in trouble and that cannot be the other alternative. So um okay, let me read you one more here. What surprises me, the challenge, the greatest challenge has been trying to communicate. My son isn't the most talkative. He tends to be shy and introverted. I I have a son that's shy and introverted too. Then that's why we talked about the shy episode a few weeks ago. Um, he'll only talk when he's comfortable or wants to. If you try to push him when he doesn't, when he isn't ready, it will backfire. Oh my gosh. I feel like I experience this on the daily with my kid too. Yeah, it's really hard. Hmm. During teenage middle school years, it didn't help that he spent most of his middle school under quarantine. Yeah, just another layer added to the difficult, the, this teenage, you know, time, the quarantine did not um, help because I think then kids just used phones even more. And I mean, in my opinion, that's not going to be helpful. Okay, when it, let me read you guys the entire um, comment, especially during teenage middle school years, it didn't help that he spent most of his middle school under quarantine when it should be time to be independent and spend more time with friends. Um, what she adds is what surprises me is that he is extremely sweet and sensitive and in touch with his emotions. Good job, mama. He just doesn't always vocalize it. Giving them space to process is really important, but always reassuring them that you are ready when they feel like talking. I love that. Just you're so intentional, mama, and you're so present. I could see it just from your from your comment. Okay, those are some of the responses I wanted to share with you guys. They um, give me comfort. Um, so thank you for sharing. This one mom says, where do I even begin? <laughs> And I totally relate to that too, because it sometimes feels overwhelming. Um, well, I wanted to bring this topic forward um, because it's in my heart. I think as my son is about to turn 12, enter sort of teenage years, up until now, he has been just the greatest surprise has been that he is so sweet, so affectionate, wants to be with me, wants to spend time with me. And I really don't, I really hope that doesn't change too much um, in his teenage years. Of course, he will have more independence and we will let him be on its own a little bit more. But I hope that we've laid that foundation enough where he knows that he can always come to me and be safe with me. Those are my hopes and desires for the next few years ahead of me. I think that's it for today. I wanted to talk about boys, especially since Chris has girls and we don't talk about boys as much and really encourage you if you have a son, as you can see from these comments and my personal experience that boys are incredibly sweet and loving if you nurture that within them. Um, and really, I think we have such a wonderful opportunity to raise boys who are empathetic and can be good listeners. And I think we have an opportunity to raise boys who can understand their worth outside of their physical attributes. 
Um, that's my hope for our boys. Thank you for listening in. I hope you have a wonderful day and that you carry on. Everything you're doing is lovely and you're doing a great job, Mama. We hope to see you next week and Chris will be back. So stay tuned and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumo Brain on Instagram. 